Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to There Will Be Bugs, an insect podcast created to enlighten listeners about the surprising world of entomology. I am one of your hosts, Ben. And I'm your other host, Zilla. And today we have kind of a special request. A request? Well, it was unwarranted. I I had a friend reach out to me uh, with the insect question, and... Instead of me typing out a long text of, like, giving him information, I just decided to write him up a fact sheet. And oh, then... I thought you were going to say you decided to make him listen to a podcast. Well, I... Boost our listeners. I, <laughs> I, think, I think they listen anyways, but, yeah. um, but I wanted to use this opportunity to get two birds stoned, one by <laughs> making him a fact sheet, because I like making fact sheets, and two by creating an episode for our podcast. Cool. So today we're going to be talking about cockroaches. Yuck. And there's a there's a few cockroaches of interest out there uh, that are particular pests in the United States. Uh, the one that I got a photo of the other day was a German cockroach. And this is a really common pest cockroach. It's probably the most common uh, pest cockroach cockroach and uh they messaged me the other day sent me a photo and we're like hey what is this and i was like uh it's a it looks like a german cockroach he's like yeah that's what i thought it was uh, he just recently I moved like, i feel like anybody can identify a cockroach you know every i feel like that's one that you know it's funny that you mentioned that because that's what i was thinking about when i was creating this fact sheet is like if you ask someone like oh what does a cockroach look at there is a very distinct outline that people get in their head like long antenna that come off the front of their head like kind of this like shoe like bottom of your shoe shape it's not not really like it's not really ovular it's 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 a very specific like a really hard exoskeleton uh-huh. i always thought they looked like big thumbnails sometimes yeah um, and and like long fast legs they're they're runners yeah i get like i also get this like really visceral i don't even know what sense it is but i just think about what it feels like to squish them and it's a very specific feeling <laughs> Sorry, cockroaches. I'll have you squished a lot in your day? I have not in my adult life very much. But where I grew up in the desert, we had gigantic cockroaches. And like, and and it doesn't matter. We kind of lived out in the desert, right? So it didn't matter how clean you kept your house. We sprayed for bugs around the outside of the house. Like, our house was really clean. But every now and then, one of these enormous <laughs> maybe i just think that they were enormous because i was very small but like i think that they were actually enormous we can call my mom and find out i think she listens <laughs> um and and you had to squish them <laughs> so yeah and sometimes physical control is the best control for insects is just smooshing them yeah yeah you had to squish every cockroach you saw and it's like it's not like we were overrun by cockroaches but but you know, we saw a few a year and you had to squish them and they, they are, they just squished so much. They're, <laughs> they're really gooey on the inside. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I feel like city cockroaches were different than desert cockroaches. Like they were smaller. I don't know. I don't know if they were a different type of cockroach. I don't know. I don't know. All I know about cockroaches is squishing them, really. <laughs> were they, if you can compare them to the, like, the hissing cockroaches I had, do you think they were, like, the same size as those? The desert ones? Yeah. They weren't as big, and they weren't as thick. Like, they were okay, narrower. A little I, more streamlined. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they weren't as, like, grub-shaped. They were yeah, flatter. Yeah, so flatter. Um, but, I mean, they were probably inch and a half, two inches long. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the city ones were... You know, smaller. Yep. Yeah. I want to kind of circle back to you seeing a, a, an occasional cockroach in your house in the desert. Uh, and we'll kind of circle back to some of the more common species of cockroaches that mostly pest species, because there, mm-hmm. there are a lot of cockroaches out there. Uh, but humans really only a- interact with a, f- you know, a select few that become 
Because there's really only a select few number of cockroaches that people actually interact with. But there's there's a f- I think there's I think there's 69 species of cockroaches nice. in North America. Um, so there's only like a few on the short list that we'll we'll talk about. And I also want to kind of cover your experience with cockroaches in your house occasionally. But I want to, we're going to start off with some cockroach myths. And, oh, well, I, I kind of... Sorry, did okay. I bulldoze no, your, your I, I opening bull- statement? By- <laughs> I bulldozed my own opening statement. I had already forgot that I'd written this as a bullet point. But uh, the first myth is all cockroaches are pests. And that's a myth because there are over 4,500 species of cockroaches, uh, and many of them we do not interact with as humans. And most of them live outside, so they're just something that you don't usually see. Another myth is cockroaches are dirty and live in filth. This is partly true. A lot we'll of market plausible. We'll market plausible. So cockroaches are not inherently dirty. But there are some species that are pests in human trash and waste. That's like Cockroach Disneyland. It's like Cockroach Disneyland. Disneyland might also be Cockroach Disneyland. And really, who's the problem here? Is it the cockroach or is it the human (laughs) with all our garbage? Like, is it really the cockroach's fault that, like, they inherently found this awesome resource that is, like, (laughs) never-ending? This is the best day ever. Yeah, as soon as humans invented garbage, like, cockroach (laughs) was like, oh, now it's all coming together. (laughs) They're actually the superior species on the planet. (laughs) However, so that being said, uh, especially like talking about the German cockroach, uh, they do transmit illnesses like, but via their body. So they're not like a, they're not like a mosquito or a tick that has like a bloodborne illness. They will physically transmit an illness like on their body, so they it might just, go. It sticks to them. Yeah. So in this scenario, my very basic scenario I made here, a cockroach feeds on like spoiled chicken in a trash bin or something. The cockroach get gets salmonella on its uh, like exoskeleton, like physically on its like pads or on its body, and then the cro- cockroach like walks over a clean plate or silverware in your house, and then you eat off that unexpectedly, and then you get. Uh, Salmonella. So it's it's they're not inherently dirty, but in a lot of cases with urban pests like urban cockroach pests, if they're feeding in these like dirty environments, they're they're like physically moving right. the, the they're just the, moving dirt around. Yeah, um, and then uh, further, so the German cockroach can produce allergens from their frass and their exoskeleton, so just like particulates from their exoskeleton or their frass. And uh, a lot of people, I think it's I'm like... I'm not sure what frass is. Uh, like their waste. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a fun, it's a fun <laughs> term for like insect feces. All right. And uh, there... I feel like frass is such a better word than feces. Isn't it? it it's like so much friendlier. It's kind of like confetti. It reminds me of like confetti. Yeah. But there, I, I think I saw this... I think I saw a statistic that one in three people have like a... Uh, an allergy to a uh, German cockroach frass or huh. exoskeleton. And sometimes it can be, it can cause really severe like asthma in people. So like it can be an, an induced asthma so problem. Just, like, another household pollutant like mold yes. or yep. yeah, ex- it, or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And so some people who, who are living in with infestations of cockroaches get really bad respiratory illnesses huh. because of it, uh, because they're allergic to the exoskeleton. Great. <laughs> uh, another myth, cockroaches will survive the nuclear apocalypse. So there's a lot of testing done <laughs> in the 50s and the 60s about this, seeing how much radiation a cockroach could withstand. I feel like the 50s and the 60s were like the wild west of weird scientific experiments that the government did. Yeah, we were in like a big boom. So Uh like scientists had money and like all this new chemistry and technology. Uh I'm sure that it was a great time to be a scientist and like less regulations on like ethical treatments and stuff like that. Sure. So ever want to just hate everything, look up the MKUltra experiments, you know, this is pretty tame. Exactly. 
in this, in one of the experiments I saw from 1954, it showed that the American cockroach had a high survivability when exposed up to uh, 2,500 to 6,000 rad. Rad is a weird unit of radiation. It it is R A D, like that is the abbreviation of the unit. There's Sick, a bro. there's a few different units of radiation, but that's the one that they used. Um, some cockroaches survived up to three days after exposure to forty thousand rad. So just to give some context to that, so a lot like a cockroach could survive six thousand rad, you know, generally. And some could even survive up to 40,000 rad. If the human body was like had a evenly was evenly exposed across its body to a thousand rad, it, it would be like 99% fatal to that person. So cockroaches like immediately are, fatal, or I, I don't feel like a lot of radiation is like you did just die sooner, maybe. I, I could not get the kind of like the time frame to it. I imagine it w- would be like severe uh, radiation poisoning where it's like in this context, it wouldn't be like, and you died 40 years later. Like maybe it might be <laughs> like a week, maybe it might be a few days, but I imagine it was like generally pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but, but still 40,000 rad that, a co- you know, some cockroaches could survive that's... compared to our puny 1000 yeah. rad. That's like, that's pretty aggressive. <laughs> So a lot of research suggests that cockroaches are better at coping with radiation than humans are. Uh, so maybe, maybe. Hmm. But there's a lot of factors that go but into a nuclear But they're going to miss apocalypse. our garbage yeah, if yep. they do. Honestly, so, I, then what, I would imagine I, the German cockroach could not survive if, human, if the human race collapsed. Like they would, they are so dependent on us now. That makes me feel better about the human race collapsing. You know, we're going to take cockroaches with us. Some of them. A lot of like house pests, like just a lot of those things evolved to just coexist with us. Lice would go, like body lice. They need us to survive. Panda bears because they don't <laughs> they don't breed in the wild anymore. They need us to do it for them. <laughs> those like small like toy dogs that are like helpless without oh, their like owners. Dogs. Yeah, those mm. wouldn't probably survive. Hard times for the purse dog. <laughs> I'm sure our cats would be fine. Um, I think Lucy would be upset that there, there was no place soft to lay on anymore, you know. She'd be cold would, all the time. Who would feel her bowl? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Henry would be fine. Uh, so now we're going to cover what cockroaches are pests. I'm going to cover like the big ones that are are pests of human dwellings. Uh, the big one at the top, the most common cockroach in, pa- in buildings and homes is the German cockroach. And the funny thing about the German cockroach, as I kind of allude to, alluded to when we were messing around earlier, is they need human structures to survive. They cannot live in the wild. If you were to set some like German cockroaches like in the woods, like miles from a home, they, they would not survive. They're just not adapted. So did they like co-evolve with humans? Yep. You hit it. Exactly. Uh, they co-evolved with us wow. and evolved with our buildings and, and our civilization. German cockroaches domesticated themselves. <laughs> And they and they're loving it now. Wow! <laughs> they're moved long distances, so obviously they can't survive out. They can just like walk across the the town a mile because they wouldn't survive. But they are moved in our furniture, our grocery bags, our bedding. So that's how they get moved place to place is through our stuff. Getting our stuff is we're like you know you move to a new apartment, you might have like a cockroach in your in your couch that you're moving, and it. It's got a new home. And you have cockroaches again. <laughs> the adults are about a half inch long. They're brown slash tan in color with a black banding on the margins of the body. They have wings, but they usually don't fly. They're usually run. Um, so if you see a Skitter. if you see a, a cockroach that's flying around, it's not a German cockroach, and uh, they repro- reproduce very rapidly. Compared to some of the other species like the American cockroach, that's they can really take off populations very quickly if you're not careful with them. Uh, so that that's one of the reasons why they're such a bad pest is they just 
There's very pro- prolific. Bad news for your friends. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> uh, they prefer warm, moist locations such as kitchens, bathrooms. So think behind your stove, your refrigerator, your dishwasher, under your sinks. Just any place that might be kind of warm and cozy for a cockroach that's dark. Especially dark because all... I Okay, I won't say all cockroaches, but all cockroaches that I know of are nocturnal. So they during the daytime, they want to be in a nice, cozy, dark place away from the sunlight. Our next species that we're going to talk about is the American cockroach. Uh, this is the largest cockroach found in homes and buildings. They're about an inch and a half long as adults. They have a re- they're reddish brown in color with a pale yellow, you know, like spot behind their head, which is technically their pronotum if we're talking insect terms. They also have wings, but they usually don't fly. And compared to the German cockroach, they prefer more darker, cooler areas like basements or laundry rooms and boiler rooms. So they're kind of more of the party downstairs where the German cockroach is more of the party upstairs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, And during the summer months, the American cockroach can survive outside for some time so they can be found outside in barns sheds and around garbage cans so this is the kind that i'm pretty sure we had in the desert and i'm pretty sure that they could just live outside i because they i mean they would just show up fully grown and live in their best life yeah i have not an entomologist i have no i'm making a, an educated guess or like like a, an observation based on my experience, but like, I think they were just fine outside and would come in. I have, I have, a, I'm going to counter that in just a few, uh, just a few points okay. here. So I'm not saying you're wrong because I, I don't, you don't have a specimen for someone to ID. So I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, but I, I. And I'm talking about a, like a bug I remember seeing a lot 20 years ago. <laughs> so. Oh, so you don't remember, you don't remember the bug I don't even remember its ago? name. But I do remember when they flew sometimes, and it was horrifying. So that adds to my theory of it might be something else, because American cockroaches don't usually fly. They're usually walkers. I didn't say that I saw it fly very often, but <laughs> I'm saying that when I saw a cockroach fly one time, maybe twice, I really it really made an impression on me. Well, anyways, so uh, (laughs) since American cockroaches can survive some time outside, they can move from building to building. Unlike the German cockroach, which needs to be brought from building to building, the the American cockroach can do it on foot. Mm. Uh, So maybe my neighbors had giant, horrible cockroaches and they would just walk across the yard. Maybe. Another uh, cockroach is the oriental cockroach. This is one that I didn't really... The next two I, I haven't really had heard of until I did some research on cockroach, cockroach pests. But the oriental cockroach is a shiny black to dark brown uh, cockroach. They don't have fully developed wings as adults. They're kind of just little stubs. So they obviously don't fly. And their wings aren't fully developed. They infest cool, dark areas like drains, sewers, pipes, and basements. Uh, They can live outside under rocks, debris, plant material, and they often make their way indoors. And they're often considered, like, very filthy compared to just, like, filthy because they're... Uh, they they commonly feed Spurn. on uh, human and animal waste and like garbage. So they're like they're notorious for feeding on like waste. Cool. The next one is the brown banding cockroach. Uh, this is a less common species, less common you know pest species in general. It's similar in size to the German cockroach, but lacks the black racing stripes of the German cockroach. Uh, they have a black bell-shaped pattern behind the head and yellow bands across the wings. And so I want to mention that identification is important because they do kind of look similar to the German cockroach in ways, but you treat for them differently. So if you're trying to treat for them and you think you have orient, uh, uh, the brown banded cockroach, you're going to be treating it incorrectly if it is a German cockroach. So d- important step of like treatment for anything is making sure you have your species correct. identifying it correctly 
They live anywhere in the home and are often found behind furniture, wall decorations, picture frames, in the ceilings and walls. So they're not as much, you know, they're not commonly in the same areas as the German cockroach. What do like, they look like? Give them a look. They're, they look good. So I just looked up the brown, like what the brown banded cockroach looks like. Do you know what their region is? Are they in Southern California? I have no idea. Oh, man. All right. So I lived in this apartment in Southern California where it was like a huge, huge unit when we had just a really bad cockroach problem. I don't know. I think they might have been coming from next door. It was bad. But they did. We I remember we noted that they were particularly weird looking and they loved they would always be behind picture frames and stuff. So I wonder if it was them. I'm afraid people are going to listen to this and be like, wow, this person has had way too many cockroaches in their life and doesn't clean enough. <laughs> but it's not true. I think our next be- our next group of cockroaches is the one that you encountered. So, uh, the- In the desert or in... Yes, in the yeah. desert. So wood roaches, the- this is a, a term for uh, native roaches in the genus, in the genus Paracoblata. So there are 12 species in North America. They look similar to the American cockroach, but they're a little smaller and they and the males are excellent flyers. They live outside under woody material and feed on decaying matter and they're attracted to house lights and sometimes find their way inside or get carried in on firewood. Uh, they cannot survive in houses because it's too dry so they eventually desiccate and die. Mm, see. I think it would have been too dry for them in the desert, don't you? But it I'm doesn't not, make sense you. that I... you just got like one to wander in if they're like mm. it, all the pest species. You wouldn't just get one unless there was a lot nearby. And so I don't know like how close you like were, and the fact that it was flying like I, it I, wasn't. I'm telling. I didn't say it always flew. I'm yeah, just telling you. But I the fact that it even flew, but, but the fact that it even Once. flew at all, like. Ugh. Maybe. I, I think it was, it was, I think it would be more likely a, a wood roach, but. And I defer to your judgment more than mine, but I will say, maybe we had the occasional American cockroach. Like when I, when I think of like a cockroach, that's the, the, uh, like stereotypical image that conjures up in my mind. So maybe they were living like under the slab of the house. And not many of them came up. Were your parents ever getting, like, packing material from weird places? No. Uh, One of our lecture halls at ESF had a really bad cockroach problem. And it's because they would get shipped in with all, like, the wood product stuff. And, like, they would be around the landing docks. And, like, they would fall out of the ceiling in an Illic 3 and just, like, land on things. I hate that. Very cool. There, everyone loved the like cockroaches, and like all the Ento students would go there to get like a, a cockroach for their uh, like their insect collection. Uh, I'm I put wood roaches on this list because people like people will often get them like in their house occasionally, and uh, if you know that it's a wood roach, it's nothing to be worried about because you would never have an infestation of wood roaches. It's one of those things where they just like happen to make their Every way now inside. And, then you see one. and, and yeah. so like that that's kind of the importance of like knowing I, your ID because like oh you see a wood roach, it's probably one. So there's no need to like call someone and like get a exterminator or whatever um, because it, it just like accidentally found its way in. I have never seen a cockroach since I moved to the East Coast. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I see them all. So if you lift up the bin for the chicken food in the summertime, there's always wood roaches underneath that. And then you like you. Uh, I've seen I them think on I've the seen screen, that, but I haven't. I don't think I realized that that's what they were yeah little wood roaches huh. and and i've seen uh them on like the screen windows occasionally at night because they're attracted to the lights mm-hmm. um and like the it, the cockroach in my collection is a wood roach that i found outside yeah so. i don't I haven't, I haven't seen many since i moved out here or uh, i mean really any yeah and i i find myself like as we're going through this episode wonder i don't usually talk as much as i do in this right usually i'm more of a listener but i have I have have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, I have a lot. And like, not just thoughts, but like very strong emotions about cockroaches. Um, And if I think about 
bugs that I grew up with, I can only think of cockroaches. And, like, maybe, like, flies and occasional mosquitoes, like, on vacation. We didn't really have those in the desert too, too much sometimes. I mean, cockroaches are probably, like, the bug that I think of when I think of... It, or used to before I met you and before uh-huh. you kind of got. But here on the East Coast, we've got like the bugs are so much more like interesting and, you know, varied. And if I just kind of find myself reflecting on or, like wondering if that's that's kind of why I've, I until I met you, I was like, I have a confession. I was like, bugs are icky. <laughs> and I know I, I I think that comes through sometimes. I'm coming around, everybody. Well, and I think it's interesting that you you saying that after moving on to the East Coast, you haven't really seen a cockroach or, you know, noticed a cockroach. I think a lot of people on the East Coast kind of have that same, unless you, you know, maybe like live in New York City where you see German cockroaches, but like in in the rural area where we live, like, I don't think people realize that there's a lot of native wood roaches that are if if you know what you're looking for you can find them. But that's the thing they don't they don't want to be found. Like cockroaches, right. like you know these native wood roaches like don't want to interact with people. They're perfectly fine under a log in the woods. And so that I think there's a lot more out there than people realize. But that but cockroaches often and make I mean, a I've point. Done the chicken thing, you know, what I've, uh-huh. I've, I have like moved that bin and seen bugs uh-huh. and not realize there are cockroaches uh-huh. and, and, but now i know they're cockroaches yeah. and i'm probably not gonna touch that bin ever again <laughs> oh i don't know i don't know why you do that so wood roaches they they're often like essential decomposers of plant material and if you like we're talking about how german cockroaches are often like transmit like diseases on their on their bodies and that's because they're like on human wa- on human waste in some way or of another, like a wood roach. I honestly, if someone dared me to lick a wood roach, I would do it. Like no, no hesitation. Like I have no worry that that like I would not get any sort of like illness from it. Like it is just like sitting under a log eating dead log material. Like it's probably it's probably cleaner than a lot of people think. And the th- the funny thing about insects is like. Insects don't want to be dirty. Like, it's not comfortable for an insect to be dirty because, like, you get all that, like, material in your joints and stuff like that. And, it like, it's not beneficial for the insect. And so they spend a lot of time, like, grooming themselves. Hmm. So, yeah, if any, if there's any listeners out there that want to dare me to lick a wood roach in the summer, I can't do it right now, but, like, in the summertime, I would get a video of me licking a wood roach and I would... I would post it. Bring it on. <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, I hope you forget about that by the summertime. <laughs> so we just talked about the common species of cockroaches that are pests. Now we're going to go into cockroach control. Some good alliteration right there. <laughs> I want to preface this by, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this, and I'm going to also end the podcast with saying the same thing. But it takes an entire complex to control cockroaches. That was a lot of alliteration. I didn't even mean to do that. And what I mean by that is just because you have a cockroach infestation doesn't mean that you're a dirty person. Uh, Cockroaches are extremely mobile and can run through apartment buildings via plumbing lines, door cracks, window cracks, movement of human materials. So like laundry, groceries, and furniture. Just because like you have cockroaches in your apartment doesn't mean it's necessarily your fault uh if there's like an adjoining apartment with a severe infestation as the population grows the individuals need somewhere to go like they're they're gonna get overpopulated they're gonna start fighting for food and those individuals are just going to naturally expand through the complex and can inhabit your apartment yeah which is what i've run into that in city living and i think that might be also I feel like that's even more traumatizing than the occasional giant cockroach I saw when I was little. But yeah, I mean, it's rough, man, yeah. having a bad infestation. And going off of that, just treating your apartment will not completely solve the problem. If there's an apartment nearby that, like, even though you're treating, they're still just going to keep coming in. Right. Like, you'll, so you'll be, like, controlling the numbers in your apartment, but those numbers are still, like, there's still going to be cockroaches migrating in. And so it's going to be a constant, never-ending 
of of control. And so this was weird. I didn't when my friend had reached out to me about this, one of the things he he told me was in his apartment in New York, there was a clause in his lease where the the apartment complex was like if you try and like hide that you have cockroaches and try and treat them yourselves, if we find out, we're going to hold you completely responsible for like treating the entire complex. And so when I lived in San Francisco, I lived in a building that had a similar thing with bed bugs. Um, they and not like they hold just they were a little kinder, but and they actually they had a whole system to like help treat bed bugs because I mean it was a really big complex in a really big city, and they are tenacious. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna mention this now, but I'm also want to circle around to it at the end because I I want to expand on it more. But like if you have cockroaches or even like you know you see cockroaches, make sure you report it to your your apartment your landlord, complex yeah. or your landlord and if you have a house then you know obviously that's <laughs> to different yourself. yeah <laughs> talk to your mom or your dad or whoever um so if you are someone that is responsible for treating them yourselves uh contact your local extension so your cooperative extension that's associated with uh, the land grant college in your in your state there's going to be uh, most likely a county level extension office and reach out to them and they will have a, an urban entomologist themselves or be able to reference you to an urban entomologist professional that will come out and assess the problem and give you instructions specific to your situation. Your taxpayer dollars are paying for this. Make sure you use your extension office. They're there for a reason and you're paying for it for your, through your tax money. So so making make sure you're taking advantage of these of these programs. If you are someone that is in an apartment complex and you reach out to your your landlord or or like the apartment organization, make sure you keep record of your communication with the complex. So if it ever does get like really bad and you might have to take some like further action. It helps to have a paper trail of these things. And that's just like good legal advice good I've advice. got in, yeah. in the past. Like keep a paper trail that, of everything. Do that when you're dealing with anything with your landlord. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have a paper trail so that you can have that if you need it. Uh, another thing that I would recommend is if you can capture the like a few of these cockroaches and put them in like a, pa a plastic bag or plastic Tupperware and put them in the freezer. Um, not only will like the killed insect be good for identification if you do have a exterminator or a specialist come in, is also just like better evidence. Like if maybe your landlord doesn't believe you that there you have cockroaches or whatever, like the reason is that they're like fighting you on it. Having this evidence is just good to have if and when you need it. So some of the more information that I might be giving might not be applicable if you live in an apartment, especially if it's like not your responsibility to treat for cockroaches. If you're a homeowner and you are your own <laughs> landlord and responsible for this, a step you can take before you start treating for them is surveying for them. So again, knowing the species and where they're hanging out is very important for treatment. If you're treating areas where the cockroaches aren't are, you're wasting your money. So if you don't know where they are, it's good to figure that out before you start treating for them. Uh, another thing to note is when you're seeing them, if you're seeing only like one or two at night, you know, right, like when you t move into a room and turn the light on and you just see like a few, like one or two scurrying, it, it that probably tells you that your population is low. If you're seeing them during the daytime, like moving around, then you probably have a really bad infestation. Because like I mentioned earlier, cockroaches are nocturnal. And so they don't want to be moving around during the daytime. But if there's a lot of them and they start running out of food, they will start becoming active during the daytime while they're searching for food. Uh, so that that can tell you a lot about your infestation. I think my friend, when he, when he texted me, he told me that it, 
he had seen the cockroach like on the wall like at 10 o'clock at night when he got home and so that's probably a good indication that like you don't have a big infestation it's probably one that had just like wandered into his apartment from from somewhere else in the complex so it's probably something that isn't super severe Uh, just some good tips is to keep your dwelling clean Uh, is a good way to to help control cockroaches and like prevent cockroaches so some things you can do is take the trash out regularly so don't let it get don't let the bag get super full and even if like you know you've the bag isn't full but it's been sitting around for like a week and a half like just take it out get get a fresh bag also clean up food crumbs uh, especially behind refrigerators and stoves i know this is like somewhere people don't usually clean so much work to get back there it is it is a lot of work and so i'm not saying this is something that you have to do every day but if you haven't done it in six months or a year maybe just pull the pull the refrigerator out and try and do just a quick sweep around there um i know god especially if you're in an apartment and you don't know you know what i mean the previous you don't, you owner don't know what's back there. and there's just a whole Ugh. case of pop tarts back there uh, that <laughs> i don't want to live in an apartment again <laughs> this is kind of like common sense but cockroaches need food and water to survive so if you start like if you cut back on that if you make it harder for them they'll yes. go to the next unit over where it's a little easier <laughs> exactly Store food items in air airtight containers, so like cereal, crackers, flour, bread, sugar, stuff like that. Uh, so we had a problem with Indian meal moths, like, I don't know, six months ago. And it, it was because I had like an old bag of tortilla chips that was like hidden behind uh, other yeah. stuff in the in the cabinet and I like didn't realize it and it was like open and and they yeah they were just having a party you know what's funny those guys I barely noticed because they were so cute and cuddly compared to cockroaches so I was like meh it's fine (laughs) but the funny thing is I like got rid of that old bag of tortilla chips and like anything else that was like opened and Mm -hmm. possibly like had eggs in it and they're gone. Good to go. So, like, don't think you just, like, if oh, you... moth s- eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Not that they feed on eggs. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the eggs of the moth. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. just because you, like, have an insect problem, like, you don't... Pesticides shouldn't be, like, your first... Right. Your Cleaning first, is, yeah, is a good first it, line of action, and usually like that is a good like can do a lot of things like a little bit of cleaning and get riding getting rid of garbage like goes a long way. So, so another thing that's like a good practice for all sorts of pests. If you're in like a apartment complex, don't leave your laundry or like luggage in common areas for long periods of time. And, like, try and put them on hard surfaces while they're there or, like, away from walls and structures. And that's just, you know, if you're going to, like, common areas where there there might be cockroaches, like, so like you might just... like a laundry room or something. Yeah, like a laundry room or maybe, like, a lobby or if there... I don't know if there's, like... I don't know how apartment complexes work. But. Sometimes there's all kinds of stuff, like gyms and... Yeah, or, um, like, or like, a snack room or, like, you know, yeah. ice machine. Like, you know, try not put your stuff down next to those things and you, you might get, like, a hitchhiker that you didn't want. And especially, like, that's a good... This isn't a bed bugs episode, but that's like a really good tip for bed bugs is like don't put your stuff down where you can pick up bed bugs. Right. Um, so just you know be conscious of where you're putting your stuff. Uh, and then uh, this is kind of uh, going off of that and like a good again a good tip for all sorts of pests. If you're traveling and you return from vacation, uh, like don't bring your luggage into the house and like put it on your bed or your couch. Uh, empty your suitcase or like your luggage in like a garage or on a porch or something and if you have like clothes throw them in the dryer right away and like run them through a heat cycle that will kill like any insect you have on your on your clothing be it cockroaches or bed bugs or um, if you can't if you live somewhere without a dryer like throw them in a bag like a plastic bag leave it out of your house mm-hmm. until you can go to a laundry mat and like clean your clothes yeah. that it's that's such the not putting your luggage on your bed 
thing is such good advice that I can't believe I never thought of before because I don't, I mean, I don't even like to sit on the couch in clothes that I've been outside in. Uh And I don't know why I would want to put my suitcase like right on my bed, but I have always done it. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I, another friend of mine, uh, another like cockroach story is like I think he came back from Colorado over the summer and he opened up the suitcase and he had uh, there was like one or two cockroaches in his suitcase and he was like oh what are these and they were just like little immature cockroaches so mm-hmm. they were very small but they snuck into his suitcase and, and you can probably pick them up in like the cargo hold of airplanes yeah and, and uh, yeah yeah like I don't think you should be like afraid of traveling but like just Take these like easy yeah, precautions. But it's, like stuff that, it's stuff that I've always done that I just didn't think of this like one kind of obvious step. Yeah. Until yeah. someone pointed out to me. So that's why we talk about stuff, I guess. <laughs> uh, another thing that you can do uh, for your home or your apartment, uh, you know, be it you can do this in your apartment, but create physical barriers to help prevent cockroaches from like moving into your into your place so make sure there's no large gaps in your windows or under your doors places where they can just crawl under um also caulk around where the plumbing enters and exits the wall because that plumbing usually goes into the adjacent apartment and like if there is a gap around the plumbing where they can just crawl along the pipes from the the other apartment into your apartment that's just like easy access for them to get into your apartment so just like creating a physical barrier of like caulking up and like closing up the gap around your your plumbing uh, can go a long way. And then finally, if it comes to it, uh, you can use a chemical control. So there's a few different methods. There's sprays. These target areas where cockroaches like to travel, and uh, these are usually like hard to reach places. So behind the stove, behind a couch behind a refrigerator and if you're using a spray you have to make sure that you get these areas and this is going to go for like any sort of like chemical that you put down you need to put these chemicals in a spot where the cockroach is going to interact with it in some way or another like it doesn't make sense to spray the the middle of your kitchen floor because cockroaches don't move around along the middle of the kitchen floor. They stay along the walls. They move under things if they can because they want to stay hidden. That's their whole, that's their whole MO. Damn. Uh, another chemical, chemical control is dusts. Uh, so these are like a, a, a powder that has uh, usually boric acid in it. And you, if you're using these again, you want to use these in areas where cockroaches move over commonly and you also want to use like a light amount of it you don't want to put a lot down because the cockroach will actually avoid these areas like it'd be like us moving through snow like i wouldn't want to walk through snow if i could like take a path just a little bit so you don't so trick them yeah and then another uh, just this is a precaution that you'd learn about when you lead, read the label. Remember to always read the label with pesticides. I'm going to say that every single time because it's super important. But never apply dusts to areas where food is prepared because boric acid is really bad for you. And if you ingest it, it's not good. The, the most common and the arguably the easiest application now are baits. And so these are a food attractant that have a poison in them. So the cockroaches basically eat the bait it crawls away and then the poison kills them uh proper placement of the bait is essential like anything and uh you want to an important thing with baits that has that has come up since like the 90s is it's really important to rotate your bait so you want to be using a different bait regardless if it's like working or not Hmm. So cockroaches uh, have developed, especially the German cockroach has developed an inversion to certain baits containing glucose. So they like they basically evolved to learn that like there was an association between glucose and like them dying. And so they just like simply if there was glucose, if they could sense glucose in a bait, they would simply not eat it. They wow. it, like pure sugar. Smart. They they just like would not eat it. Wow. 
<laughs> I, I, so, something that so it, it's important to rotate your baits because the, all of them have different formulas and all of them have different chemicals. I, something that I thought was funny that I saw in my research is I saw an article that Bayer apparently found a bait that is 100% effective. There's no resistance. There's no aversion. Uh, so the, the cockroaches always ate it and it always was effective. Um, but when I looked into the paper more, it, I saw that was funded by Bayer. So. Oh, perfect. So that was obvious. I'm sure there was sound science yeah, going I'm on. Sure. I'm sure. Bayer is a company known for ethical practices. <laughs> it's right there in their name. They never, te- yeah. they never tested it on bears. Mm. Uh, so to finish up, I'm going to just go over like the big takeaways of this, of this, of this episode. So whenever you're using a chemical treatment, whether it's baits, sprays, dusts, uh, make sure you rotate your chemical. Cockroaches have developed a lot of resistance to a a lot of different classes of insecticides. And just because like one doesn't work right away doesn't mean that you won't find one that works. And just because one's working right now doesn't mean that they're going to not going to develop a resistance to it. So it's just it's good practice to always be rotating your your chemicals that you're using to help prevent to help prevent resistance. Another thing is a chemical attack doesn't work without a sanitation approach and vice versa. You can't just use one or the other. Like if you can't clean your way out of it. Yeah, you can't clean your way out of it essentially because like there's if if there's cockroaches nearby, they're always going to make their way in. And just because those bugs. And and just because you're like uh, using chemicals doesn't mean that they're not going to keep coming back because if your apartment's filthy, they're just going to keep coming back because it's a great place for them to live. You have to use both approaches. And it's a balance between, you know, how much you need to use of one and how much of the uh, of you you need to use of the other. Uh, and something I want... It's funny that you mentioned that... <laughs> People may be judging you about like all your runs in with uh, all your you runs in with cockroaches. Yeah. Um, so something I, I read from Dr. DeVries from uh, University of Kentucky, uh, one of his quotes he had is humans have been living with cockroaches for thousands of years. And he goes on, this is more of a summary, not a direct quote. Uh, it's something that we have to deal with and we will continue to deal with. And I think it's important to not let the stigma of cockroaches deter you from getting help. Um, Like, if you have cockroaches, there's no reason why you should be, like, living with them and going through that, like, suffering and that anguish just because, like, there's this dirty stigma around cockroaches. And, and, like, I don't think it's, like, a justified stigma either. Um, Like, just because you have cockroaches doesn't me always mean you're a dirty person like the two people that have reached out to me about cockroaches are like some of the cleanest people i know right um but if you're in like a, an apartment complex you know or like a group living situation of some kind it's about the whole community right yeah yeah, yeah. and cockroaches are like sneakier than i realized that's one of the things i learned very sneaky on today's episode yeah they're, they're very sneaky they're wily I know I mentioned this earlier, but so if you are, if you are dealing with cockroaches, reach out to your local extension agent or your local land grant college. They have professional urban entomologists that will help you. I want to like give a disclaimer. I, I know I've like given advice to my two friends about cockroaches, but I am not an urban entomologist. I am like a general ecologist, like entomologist. So I can like give advice to my friends and like people who ask me, but I will never take the place of an urban entomologist. I'm like, if you think about it, like there's like WebMD, there's your primary care, and then there's like a specialist that your primary care will send you to. I'm probably at like the the primary care level, but like if you have cockroaches, you need a specialist. You need an urban entomologist to actually like help you out. And so I, I presented factual information in this podcast, but like don't use this podcast as your sole means for fighting cockroaches. Please play this podcast for the cockroaches. They will hear Ben's voice and they will become terrified and leave. Uh, so uh, what I'm going to finish on is probably not a great point to finish on, 
But if you're, this is good advice for any time you want to get like good information, especially about insects. If you're you if you're doing a search on the internet, say you you searched for German cockroach control. I did that, and the top the top results were from WebMD, Forbes, and healthy natural world like probably none of those none of those resources i would say are credible resources that i would get information from ever webmd <laughs> said that the cockroach is a tumor and you're going to die and so <laughs> keep in mind don't ever use those websites as for your information if 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 you click on a website that has pop-up ads in it it's a bad website for information <laughs> Something that you can that can help you out when you're searching for things. Uh, add the words cooperative extension in your search bar when you're searching for something and you'll get information from, I don't know, University of Kentucky where I got my information from because I'm biased, but also Penn State, uh, any sort of large land grant university. Cool. I hope no one listening has to ever deal with cockroaches or any sort of urban or medical pests like bed bugs or anything like that but use your extension the moral of the story is use your extension agents if you need help they'll they're credible your tax pot your tax dollars are going towards them so you might as well use them well and use your landlord you know that's why you pay for stuff like that you know they should they hopefully are helping you out that concludes our episode for today If you have enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review and share it with your friends. We don't pay to advertise our podcast, so word of mouth is how we get our podcast out there. You were mentioning something about there's a new comment system on Spotify. Yeah, there's there's like a feedback system on Spotify that if you want to send us some feedback... I'm terrified of reading feedback, but Ben will read it. Yeah, if you have any feedback, I ask you to keep it polite, even if you have, like, criticisms. I'm I'm good with criticisms, but if you want to just tell me how annoying my voice is, then you can just keep that to yourself. <laughs> and don't listen to... Again, get off my podcast. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have any suggestions or anything that you can think... Uh, anything that you think we could do better, I, I will want to hear it and but you can also contact me at bdkn223 at uky.edu thank you for listening and remember to stay spineless Uh, store foodums in like airtight containers. Foodums? Store. <laughs> Henry. What is wrong with these pets today?